Coming up on BYU Basketball with Mark Pope with BYU in bounce back mode, it was another Cougar comeback coming up just short at St. Mary's. Now comes the Cougs WCC swan song in a senior night showdown against San Francisco. And we're looking ahead to the finale with Coach Pope and players trading Christensen, Jared McGregor, and How Dong next on BYU TV. This is BYU Basketball with Mark Pope, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. And now, your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Well, thank you, and good evening once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside Studio C at the BYU Broadcasting Building in Provo, Utah, for our second-to-last show of the season. Happy to have you joining us, whether live or on demand, on the BYU TV and BYU Radio apps. Our social media hashtag, as always, is hashtag Pope Show. Coming up on tonight's broadcast, we will look back at BYU's weekend games against Santa Clara and St. Mary's from last week. Assistant coach Nick Robinson will join us inside the film room. Deep Blue profiles women's basketball double-double machine Lauren Gustin. Traden Christensen, Jared McGregor, and How Dong will all join us live in studio. We'll preview senior night against San Francisco, take social media questions for Coach Pope and the players, and close the show with some Cougar Hoops trivia. And for the second to last time this season, let's welcome in the head coach of the Cougars, Mark Pope. Coach Pope, hello. Good to see you. Okay, in, in, the, in the journalism business, they say don't bury the lead. Don't bury the lead. So you walked in carrying a massive check. Yeah. Let's maybe get to the good news. Start I'm not ready to show. go there yet. You're not ready to go there yet. Exactly. Nine minutes ago, I was enraptured in a meeting that was um, super intense, and, and uh, we lost time, and Leanne just all of a sudden sticks her head in the door. He's like, you have to go. <laughs> Take so this check and leave. Got yeah. in. Uh, Marin did my makeup in like 30 seconds, which really the truth is, do I need makeup? No. <laughs> nah. And we're here. Yeah, you are. Uh, well, then we'll, we'll save the check for a minute. Oh, no, we can do the check right now. Okay. Let's go. Okay. okay. So this is, I'm, super, I'm super excited about this. So this is, um, uh, this is a, a dunk on cancer program that all of you guys are supporting and that Leanne is, is heading. Spearheading. Spearheading. Yeah. Uh, I would like to take credit for it, but I can't because I have no function here whatsoever. <laughs> um, but in the last four years, uh, Leanne and Simmons Center have raised almost just barely under $2 million dollars uh, to go to the Simmons Center for Cancer Research in the Dunk, for cancer, uh, Dunk on Cancer program, in this, including this most recent almost $200,000. Can we give it up for them, please? Thank you. Now, here's, here's what's super cool about this is that um, every, every dime of this money goes to students here to begin their work in cancer research. So we have some of the fellows here. Do we have a bunch of the fellows here? Do we have them? Right here? Okay, will you guys stand up? Can we get these guys on camera? Stand up, please. Let's give, let's give these guys a round of applause. <laughs> so, 
So it's been amazing to watch. Thank you guys. You don't have to stand the whole time, but thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's been amazing to learn about what the Simmons Center has done. So it's right it here is, on campus. Yeah, it's right here on campus, and it's BYU's um, uh, work to fight cancer. And what they've done is they've invested in these incredibly talented young people. And, babe, Lee, it's been going on for 25 years. Oh, where is Christy? Um, yeah, maybe 20, 25 years. And so right now we're getting these stories back about um, fellows that have, have been part of this program that are now bringing, literally bringing drugs to market that are working towards the curing cancer and, and doctors that are currently in our area that are treating patients uh, with cancer. And it's just as, it's just as incredible the work these, these young people are doing. So thank you all. It's super exciting. Keep going. I think the picture we saw on the big screen a moment ago was of the presentation. It was last Thursday at the Santa Clara game, was it not? Yeah. Uh, and and yep. this is the check that was presented that night. We see it back on uh, set here in Studio yep. C. Thanks to Leanne and the entire crew responsible for that. And uh, excellent work once again. Well done. Good job. So if you watch the show regularly, you know that uh, my high school coach, uh, when he was here about a month ago, he stole uh, the, the Coach Pope mug, which I had to replace. So I'm going to put this check in the back. <laughs> Don't get any wrong ideas about trying to steal this and cash it. It won't work. <laughs> and we did find replacement mugs. Yes, we that, did. After that yes, incident. we did. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, beyond that, uh, what's on Mark's mind tonight? Are we hyped about the snow? It's coming, isn't it? Well, that is not a, that is a very mixed response. <laughs> There's people, maybe, maybe they've shoveled too much this winter. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I know, actually, I have friends and neighbors here. Is this true? We have neighbors here? All right, let's go. So, so can I tell you the truth? This is, this is the truth. Like, I love you guys so much. And the reason why I'm not tired of shoveling snow is because not been doing I'm it. super guilty of not doing it. So... <laughs> Either Leanne is out there shoveling, or I have these incredibly gracious neighbors that somehow mysteriously sneak in and often take care of us, and so we're super grateful. So thank you guys for doing that. Um, I'm not just saying that because we're supposed to get 16 inches of snow <laughs> tonight, but thank you. Uh, uh, no, no Thursday game this week, yeah. um, so uh, you're waiting till Saturday for senior night, um, which will be special. Yeah. Um, you just played your last ever WCC true away game yeah. this past weekend at St. Mary's yeah. and in a tough building to play against a tough team to play man you guys gutted it out and grinded it out and got that thing to a one-point game late and um, man that was it. this league has been a grind has yes, it not yes, it's been really tough it's been really yeah. hard um, and great teams yeah um, and great venues like this um, you know we've we've had this rivalry with St. Mary's has been really special and um Every single time we play them, it is just a, it's like a, it's like a slugfest, and um, you know we've had incredible wins there and, and great wins at home, and they've had heartbreaking wins here at home as well as uh, is is you know they've won a, a ton of games on their floor. So we kind of exchange these blows. Like my first year here, T.J. Hawes hits a last second. Uh, three to win the game against St. Mary's our first year. And, and uh, when I was here with, uh, as an assistant with Tyler Haas, Matthew Delvadova hit a 75-foot last-second shot to beat us there. And then this year, you know, the young freshman, uh, Aiden McAhaney, I said the name wrong. Yeah, yeah well, Aiden Mahaney. There we go. There I go. gave him an extra syllable, which is... <laughs> 
that's like a He's kind of sign it. of respect. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, he hit a last second shot to beat us here, and that's how all these games seem to go. And, and certainly this was uh, no disappointment in terms of the magnitude of the game and the effort of the guys and the, and the fight. We just came up a couple possessions short. You are the head coach at the end of a 12-year WCC tenure yep. for BYU. How do you think we, you, fans, will look back on this 12-year span? You were involved in a lot of these years, yeah. too, as an assistant, when you yeah. look back and say, well, this was what the WCC was for BYU in helping us yeah. get to the next spot. Well, I think the WCC is a great basketball conference. One of the great things about WCC is, 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 is basketball is the number one uh, sport for all of the teams in our league, except for, except for you know, nobody has football except for BYU. And so there's such an incredible emphasis put on basketball in this league. It's it, the, where the league started, where we entered, and where the league has come now, where I think we're pretty close to at least two teams in the top 25 almost every season for the last three or four years, right? And right now I think we're bounced around with six or seven teams in the top 100. The league's incredible. And um, I think it's been, it's been awesome for us. I think it's been really humbling in some ways for us, which is a, is a real gift. And I think we've found great partners in the WCC, although they're not sending us off in a very gracious fashion. <laughs> Less than hospitable. Um, your final ever WCC regular season game is this Saturday at home to San Francisco. Yep. It's not just that, it's also senior night. Yep. Uh, what does this year's senior night mean to you? Uh, it's super special. Um, you guys have got to know Gideon George, yes? And for the few of you that didn't, thank you for clapping anyway. Uh, he's an extraordinary young man who grew up in Nigeria and came to the States uh, to play in a junior college for two years and, and found his way to BYU and is, is, is a, the, the, the least impressive thing. And it's very impressive to talk about what he's done on the court because um, between his shoe drives, which everybody has been so supportive that have literally changed the lives of thousands and thousands of young people and men in Nigeria, literally changed their existence to have a pair of shoes um, to him starting a business. Now we've been talking about this on the show, but next, time you're in Nigeria, make sure and go take the Gideon George Kep Caps, the, the taxis, because he started his own business in Nigeria, which is super exciting to, um, to all the people that he's touched here. has been awesome, as well as being a part of a couple top 25 teams in the country. And he's just been spectacular. And then, um, you know, how could we love Rudy Williams anymore? I mean, he's been, he's only been here for nine months now. It seems like he's been here for a long time, but just such an incredible ambassador for BYU and such a huge force in the locker room. These are two special guys that we'll really miss. And um, they're hoping that they have some magic left in the tank here uh, to finish the season. And it comes this Saturday against San Francisco, senior night. Last weekend was uh, games against Santa Clara at home and St. Mary's on the road. And let's get the insider's perspective now on BYU's Saturday showdown at St. Mary's. Last week we had him in the studio, and this week we get him inside the film room. It's assistant coach Nick Robinson with our Jerem Jordan inside the film room. All right, Nick, let's jump right into it. Uh, BYU at St. Mary's. So uh, down hall pick and roll, and early in the game, about second possession, Spencer Johnson bangs home a three. Yeah, we really like it when Foose is able to set a good screen, which gives Dallin a little bit more opportunity to get downhill and be aggressive. Uh, and he sees Spencer, who gets to the corner, right, pretty early. And uh, Spence has been shooting the ball extremely well. That's about as automatic of a make as anyone in the league right now. Spencer Johnson from three. Later, uh, 
Nice play by uh, Rudy Williams to get right to the rim and finish. Yeah, Rudy, I mean, for him to pass ahead to Spencer, right, really puts a lot of pressure on St. Mary's defense in that situation. Spencer comes up with a big catch, gets it right back to Rudy, and being aggressive downhill, he wins that catch versus uh, Saxon and is able to lay it in the goal. He goes high off the window, too. Like, yeah, that's a that, tough Rudy's got an incredible touch. Okay, Logan Johnson was really good in this game. It was Johnson and Johnson, Spencer and uh, Logan in this one. Uh, this puts St. Mary's up by 13. Yeah, from the very get-go, uh, Logan Johnson did a nice job of getting to the rim in different areas. Right here, you see him with the hesitation um, and is able to get, uh, create a really tough finish versus uh, Spencer's verticality. Uh, but yeah, we, we struggled to guard him. At this point, it certainly could have bloated up to 20 play. It did not. You guys come back in this one. In fact, Dallin Hall makes an incredible three-pointer at the end of the shot clock to cut this thing down to two with about four minutes left. Yeah, one of the things that our guys have done has been really resilient all year long. And being on the road at St. Mary's, who's ranked, it was no different, right? They were able to come back, um, you know, make this a real uh, close game. Uh, again, both Noah and Foose were able to set great screens for Dallin, who was aggressive to get into the paint. Uh, and yes, shot clock going down. Uh, Dallin did some big shots this year, and that was another big one for us. Did you teach him that step back? That was definitely it? not me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, later, it's a three-point game, and Foose makes it a one-point game with about two minutes left here. Yeah, with two minutes to go, right, we're, we're starting to get a little bit more momentum. Uh, we're getting stops defensively. Uh, our guys are feeling uh, the momentum of the situation, and we're able to get the ball into Foos, right, who has been pretty successful in those areas uh, each and every game this year, and he does a nice job of uh, finish this off the glass. He's been doing a really good job, too, against uh, everyone seems to be taller, but maybe not longer than him, of using the rim effectively for him. Yeah, both his physicality as well as his uh, ability to be able to see uh, what's going on in close quarters uh, has been really effective for Foose and for us. Okay, late in the game now, three-point game. St. Mary's got the ball, and this ends up being the game-winning shot, again, by Aiden Mahaney. Yeah, really unfortunate, right, that uh, in this situation our ball screen defense uh, didn't uh, manage Aiden Mahaney. Uh, he beat us uh, in the first game, uh, and unfortunately, he beat us again here. Okay, now there's a bit of a losing streak with this group. You're trying to finish on a high, uh, certainly Saturday, but what does success look like for this group the rest of the season to you? Yeah, for us, I mean, success is day by day. Uh, we had a good practice today, very uh, competitive and intense. Uh, tomorrow's going to be another great practice. And so, you know, each and every day provides a new opportunity. So success for us is each guy coming out and maximizing exactly what Coach Pope uh, wants uh, from them individually and coming together and, and fighting all the way till the, the, the clock goes 0-0. Zero, zero. And then an important game with San Francisco, who, who got you there, you hope to get them here. And senior, uh, senior night for Gideon George and Rudy Williams. What have they meant to this program? You know, each guy in this program, especially Gideon and Rudy, right, who have been through so many battles over the course of their college career, uh, mean a lot. Uh, their experience, uh, their willingness to compete, uh, their willingness to make plays for uh, our team, uh, for Rock, uh, for the Rock, right, for Cougar Nation, um, you know, for all of us. It's really, really special to see guys uh, get to the end of their college career um, and give themselves and us an opportunity to move forward uh, for a couple of more weeks. Okay, well, best of luck and thanks for the time. Appreciate it, Jeff.
All right, thanks to Coach Robinson and Jerem. And we're now two weeks into your week, or two days into your week of prep. Uh, how have the guys been this week bouncing back from the weekend? Um, it's been really salty in practice, and it makes it it's fun. It's really happy. And um, the, guys, the guys feel like we got a lot more season left. They, they feel like we have a lot of ups, upside to, to what we can do basketball-wise. And so I think they're looking forward to it, um, and, and uh, we're going to go fight. San Francisco comes in. The only team, you've played 30 games. Yeah. The only team that led you wire to wire yeah. all year was San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. You've had yeah. leads in every other game. Really tough road trip for us, uh, that Bay Area road trip. And, and uh, this is the last couple of years has been a really fun uh, rivalry with San Francisco, so we're yeah. looking forward to the game. All right. As we go to break, this reminder that your day-to-day -day Cougar sports play-by-play -play happens on BYU Sports Nation. Join Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan weekdays, noon Eastern, on BYU TV and BYU Radio. When we come back... Deep Blue profiles one of the best women's basketball players in the country here at BYU. And we visit with players Traden Christensen, Jared McGregor, and Hal Dong as BYU basketball. Mark Pope continues. Stay with us. BYU basketball with Mark Pope is brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. Intermountain Healthcare, official medical provider for BYU Athletics. Cascade Collision Repair, serious about perfection. And by Smith's, fresh for everyone. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. We love our commercial breaks. Uh, growing up as the only girl. Nobody knows what happens. Nobody knows what happens in the commercial breaks. You only see it here. It's why you have to come. You've got to be here. Uh, growing up as the only girl in her family, BYU women's basketball standout Lauren Gustin learned to scrap and claw her way to being in games with her athlete brothers, leading to a determination to become one of the best rebounders the program has ever seen, while at the same time requiring the will to overcome some emotional challenges early on as well. Here now, this week's edition of Deep Blue on BYU's Lauren Gustin. Lauren, to me, I, ha I have to go back to the beginning. Lauren was, was born the 10 month of the year, 10 pounds, 10 ounces. And when I held her in my hands, she was a, a perfect 10 to me. And to this day, she still is. She was our oldest daughter, but she had two older brothers that she was always playing and trying to keep up with. I always wanted to be able to play with them at a young age, but it took a process and it was a grind to be able to prove that I could be able to play with them. And finally, one day when, when her cousins all came over, there, there was an odd number of players and they picked her to come out and, and play as well. And she had her opportunity to get on the court. Scoring is, is um... You know, it's flashy, it's, it's what you want growing up. It's, it's what most players want throughout their entire career. And, uh, you know, she was able to find a spot in those games by rebounding. And it meant a lot to her to be out there and to play and to prove herself as a player and as an athlete. I committed to the University of Idaho um, during my junior year of high school. And um, at the time I was super excited and, uh, you know, looking forward to be able to go play college basketball and so it was just stress-free and I was able to you know enjoy my last years of high school just playing for a state championship. We moved to Arizona she was a junior and she won state in Arizona their team. We moved back to Utah as a senior and then they won state so I think that's a pretty cool accomplishment for her to be able to win state in two states who can say that right? 
After I had graduated, I had the whole summer to, you know, work and get ready for college basketball, which I was really excited about. I was super excited to be able to start a new chapter of my life and to be able to finally play college basketball. And She got up there. We, we dropped her off the beginning of August. About four or five weeks into it, I could tell she was really not happy. She was struggling. I lost a lot of love for the game of basketball. I was, you know, dreading practice. I was dreading weights. I was dreading everything that had to do with basketball itself, which was hard for me because I had loved playing the game, you know, my whole life. When you're struggling mentally, it overflows into everything. So her studies were struggling. She was frustrated and she was really wondering and doubting whether or not she had made the right choice. So it was really weird and off to not be able to feel that passion and that drive for it anymore. And I was trying to find, you know, at that point, really any way to be done playing the game. I remember looking at a text from Lauren and, and it said, I'm, I'm coming home. You know, that, it took me by surprise a little bit. You know, I said, are you sure? And, you know, and I knew there'd been challenges there. And, uh, you know, I'm like, all these emotions are running through, you know, you've made this commitment. Um, you know, you, you, you need to stay. And, you know, it's not about what me as a father thinks, it's her and her mental health and her aspect of it and, and her perception of it. And so I just sent back a text and said, as long as you have a plan, I'm on board. I definitely doubted myself after, you know, leaving a D1 program because I didn't know if I was just strong enough to be able to play Division One. I. I ended up going to Salt Lake Community College while I was at Slick, I think it was very eye-opening and I was able to be able to step back and breathe for a second and kind of figure out who I was again. You know, as they say, a stone becomes a gem through much pressure. And I saw the pressure that was on her and it started to refine her with those sharp edges, so to say, maybe. It really was a blessing in a sense how this all came together at that point in her life. As soon as I actually was at Slick, before our first game, uh, BYU called me up and um, offered me a scholarship. And just being able to hear that from a school so quickly, you know, before I had even played a game was good for my mental health and my confidence in general. These little miracles started to occur. They were answers to prayers, her prayers, and our prayers as well and we could see the Lord's hand in this work. When Lauren got to BYU, she had to sit out a year um, because of the, the NCAA rules with, with transfers. So those years of having to sit out and watch her brothers compete until she finally had an opportunity to get out and play was similar to when she came to BYU and had to sit out for a year and wait for her opportunity to earn it. It really takes a certain mindset to be able to sit out a whole year and stay in shape, keep your eyes on the prize, and, and be able to um, put yourself in a position throughout that year and you can have success the following year. Kind of like the phoenix rising up from the ashes, she, she was back. What I'm most proud of with Lauren is her persistence. She's gone through some trials, as we all do, as athletes do, and she's worked hard. A big part of Lauren having so much success with, with rebounding at the highest level and doing the dirty work is because she started from a very young age and she found success at it and she found value in it and she stuck with it all the way till now, all these years later. My journey through basketball was different, but I think that that was all part of God's plan and His timing because, you know, if I didn't 
go to University of Idaho and then Slick. I don't think that I would be the same player that I am today. It's all part of your plan and it's all part of the journey. Lauren Gustin averaging 16.6 points and 16.3 rebounds per game That's right crazy now. Crazy numbers. You have a daughter playing Division One basketball. Yeah. You know what those numbers yeah. Yeah, translate impressive. to. That's really incredible. And her team, like the men's team, you both spent time in the annex together, grinding to get to the finish line of the WCC, both putting a lot of long hours in right now. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty awesome. Great story. Well, there are uh, 10 BYU players who have played in at least 20 games this season. These are the rotation regulars, the players you see and hear most frequently, but they're in a position to succeed in the rotation, thanks in large part to the players you see a little less frequently, players like the three we have on the show tonight. Please welcome into Studio C, Traden Christensen, Jared McGregor, and Hao Dong. We've got oh, props. Bring the juice. We've got props. <laughs> you guys are set perfectly. Thanks for coming in. All three of you. Um, I think we're going to get to what this is all about. But uh, can we? Can we? Please. I'd like to. I'd just like to do this because this is super important. I would like to get a ruling on the shoe game of each of these guys. Wow. Okay? So, so if you think if you think Howe has got the best shoe game, will you give it up for Howe, please? Okay. So TC has already conceded. He he was clapping for Howe. Okay. If you if you think J Max got some pretty sweet, can you give it up for J? Oh, I got nothing for J Max. Come on. J Max, you're done. All right. What about TC? Can I get some love? Nope. Nope. Right off the get-go, Howe's How a winner. Howe is bringing it. How yeah. is a winner. How is bringing it. Well, uh, Coach may want this to go a different direction, and it's his show. He might just take <laughs> control of this thing. But um, could each of you uh, describe in maybe a brief fashion your journey to BYU? What got you to BYU? Your playing past, and what brought you here? How we'll start with you. Yeah, I was uh, born in Beijing, China, and I played. Uh, I went to Spain when I was uh, 12, 13 years old. Um, two years ago, I came here to play my last year of high school in uh, Herman, Utah, Real Salt Lake Academy. Uh, so I, I love the Utah and just trying to um, find, uh, trying to play basketball in Utah. And BYU just have this like, uh, this crazy environment and this like the fan base. I just, I just love when I, when I just came here for the first game. Okay, that's the house story. Yeah. J-Mac. Uh, so last year, uh, I spent the year as a manager and um, it's always been a dream of mine to play at BYU and um, worked hard over the summer and uh, there was a spot open and yeah, got, got to be on the team this year. Back in the day you played at Westlake High School. I did. Back in the day you played at Westlake High School. Yes, sir. What's your story? So yeah, out of Saratoga Springs, me and Jay and I played at Westlake together in high school. Um, and then I went, went out to Snow College um, in Ephraim and then after two years there went out to Chaminade in Honolulu. Division two school. Yep. Yep. Played in the Maui Invitational a couple, and then, yeah, came on over here. Okay, what do each of these three guys mean to you, Coach Yeah, Pope? I'm going to take yeah. a shot at each of these guys <laughs> and fill in some of the story. So, how will you talk to us about, first of all, leaving home to go play in Spain, and then what happened to you in Spain before you came here? It's a pretty uh, incredible story. Uh, yeah, I did. Um, I did. I was in the game, so I was trying to uh, dunk, and then I didn't grab the rim. I felt like 
trying to floor, and then I had this inter internal bleeding, but I didn't like really hurt that much. Kept, kept playing, and then when the game finished, I passed out because I was losing way too many blood. I uh, just go get surgeries and, and just, yeah, able to play basketball again. How long were you in the hospital? It's about like one or two months. Couple months in the hospital, mm. and I don't I don't know anybody that loves basketball more than How does is that fair to say? Yeah. He loves hooping. He's been so incredible on our team. What's your record in pregame speeches? Uh, two two right now. Two and two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you okay. start off two and zero? Oh? Do you yeah. start off two and zero? Oh? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then J Mac, um, I'm super curious if he kept count. How many times did I tell you over the last two years that there is no chance you would ever make it on this team as a walk on? Oh, triple digits. Got to be close. <laughs> Got to be close. And so why did you keep going? I don't know. I just, just a dream. I don't know. Just since day one and all my friends were on the team last year. And I don't know. It's just, I feel like I, I had to do it. And, you know, if I, if I worked hard and didn't make it, I could live with the result. But just. One of my favorite moments this season, uh, who were we playing against? Uh, when I got in, that Western Oregon. We're playing against Western <laughs> Oregon, and so, like, I'm in, intimately familiar with with J Max path because it was so challenging, and um, and I kept telling him no, and he kept showing up at the gym every day anyway, <laughs> and so the 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 look of pure pride and satisfaction and like joy but it was very understated but just that wash over his face he checked into the game came right in the game banged a corner three the crowd going wild him running back in transition and it was just like it, it was it was a pretty epic moment because all he had been told for years what there was no chance he would ever get a chance to put on this uniform and go out and play in a game and make shots and he just hung in there and hung in there and hung in. it was awesome Incredible. How has scored in games? JMAC has scored in games. Trading has scored in games. What about TC? TC, okay, will you tell us your positional history as a basketball player? <laughs> um, yeah, so high school, I was, I was like a small forward, power forward. Yeah. Um, went to snow and was hardly playing when I was a small forward. And then he put me in at point guard. <laughs> and then I started the rest of my two years there. Played point guard at snow. Went out to Chaminade, played point guard, came here and Playing the five. He's our center. <laughs> it's so fantastic. And has actually had unbelievable performances uh, in some huge games and really helped us off the bench. So these guys are incredible. He can play every position on the floor. So uh, we talked about no one loves uh, basketball more than how. Maybe nobody loves shoes more than Traden. So Traden Christensen, this is not, this is not an, you know, this, this is like an open secret. He's a shoe dog. He is big time into shoes and shoe collecting yeah. and, uh, how many pairs do you currently have that you that you claim possession of? Yeah, um, I've kind of I've shortened it down a little bit. I've made it a little fewer pairs lately, um, but I'm probably still around like 30, 30 something. Do okay. you want to explain why you reduced your shoe count? <laughs> My wife is pregnant, so <laughs> I got a little a little man on the way. Yes, preparing. Yeah. We uh, we might have somebody on staff uh, that that will allow us to maybe have a bit of a visual display of some of the things that uh, Trayton has accumulated over the years. Uh, of course, we got the ones that you're wearing. You proud of these? I'm proud of these. I mean, they're not too crazy, but they're limited. Travis Scott, Jordan 1s, nothing too crazy, but they're cool. And you, do, and you, and you said you have particular respect for Howe's? I do respect Howe. I, like <laughs> I got a big smile at Travis Scott right here. No? Okay. All right. Good. Fair enough. <laughs> 
Jared, uh, the helmet. Yeah, the helmet. So <laughs> one thing, I love snowmobiling. I'm a big snowmobiler. Um, and so that's, I don't know, kind of why I brought it to. Is this oh, you in action? This is me in action. <laughs> Buried. Is this recent? When was this, you know? This was last year. Okay. This was last year. Have you been out this year? I have been out a couple times. Does Coach know you've been out a couple times? But yeah, I've been out a few times just on uh, off days when the team's on the road, go out with my brothers and mess around in the powder. So Seems like he knows how to handle himself out there on that just, thing. As long as he's not taking Hal with him. <laughs> yeah, Hal needs to avoid the risk-taking situations. Uh, Hal, you are one of five international players on this BYU team right now. In fact, BYU is one of only uh, nine schools nationally with five or more international players. Uh, so who are all the internationals? You've got, uh, you got, you got Hal in China. You've got Rudy in Canada. Yep. You've got uh, Gideon, Nigeria. You've got Atiki, Tanzania. Yep. And Fus from Mali. Yep. And there's, uh, look at that. We've got uh, you all represented out there. Picture, yeah. Cool. Is, that, is that a big deal to have guys from different countries uh, on the team with you? Uh, yeah, just incredible. And represent China in this BYU. Um, Hal always says that he has way more fans in his country than any other guys have in their country. <laughs> True, yes? Who, uh, how of all five guys, which of you is the toughest? <laughs> They're all watching, so <laughs> answer maybe, carefully. Maybe G. You said G. He yeah. went with the super senior. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Before we break, Jared, I'll have you speak for the, the trio here and for the guys that are practicing this week. What do you hope to uh, see and have accomplished, uh, not, not just this weekend against San Francisco, but then the week ahead and hopefully week longer into Las Vegas after that? Yeah. Um, well, every time we step in the gym, we talk about just getting better every single day. And, um, you know, obviously there's, there's still a lot of work to be done. And we're, we're excited for the game on Saturday and uh, looking forward to the tournament and, you know, looking to win the whole thing. Okay. You guys stay where you are. Going to play a little uh, Price is Right after the uh, break. And it may have something to do with Traden's wheelhouse here. He may have an unfair advantage. Oh so stick around for that. Uh, when we come back, it is our fun and games portion of the show. It's BYU basketball. Mark Pope continues. Stick around. We're back in two minutes. All right, welcome back. BYU basketball with Mark Pope, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. All right, game show time. Uh, let's hear it. Wow, let's go. Okay, this is Sneakerhead Showdown. It's our version of The Price is Right, shoe version. Um, now, Trade in particular may recognize some of the shoes you're going to be seeing here tonight. For this game, we will show you on the screen a special, a special sneaker. You need to write down what you think the current average resell value is of that shoe, but without going over. Like the price is right, you can't go over. Whoever's closest to the number without going over gets a point. For your information, we've taken our prices from an average listed on the site's StockX, which you're aware of, and Flight Club. You've heard of both of those? You know what they're about. Okay, these are for the size 11 and a half shoe that we're pricing, okay? Sneakerheads will know everything I've just talked about. And Coach Pope, how up to speed were you on all that stuff I just mentioned? Uh, 
I know StockX very well because we're dear friends with that organization. Okay, okay, here we go. We are gonna throw you a Zoom Kobe 6 Grinch 2010. Now, they have released the Kobe 6 2020, we all know that, uh, but we're going off the 2010 version. Resale value of the Kobe 6 Grinch 2010, the Zoom Kobe 6 Grinch 2010. And you have the Grinches, don't you? We're supposed You've to get a lot of prices, right? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> One dollar. Uh, okay, closest without going over. Somebody help me. 1,200? Who said 1,200? I don't know, bro. Is this a, is an okay, that's Sister Brown. I actually trust you. <laughs> you can't go over, but you can't go under. What you going All right, J Mac and Hal, we need your guesses. You've all got them down. We'll ask you all to turn your boards and see where we are here. Okay. I know I won this one. We'll start with, we'll start with uh, J Mac. What do you have? It says 450. How? 2500. Oh, how? It's 2010. 900 here and a 1200 here. The closest without going over is Coach Pope. Hey. But, but how, look how close how was though. How was very close. $2,413. Not close enough. <laughs> he went over. Coach Pope has a point. Our second shoe. I'm undefeated, aren't I, in the history of Coach Pope? Have I ever lost? You win all these games. Uh, second shoe. We have our Nike Dunk Low Black White. Also known as the pandas. Pandas. Whoa. Now these look these look affordable. These look uh, these look these look reasonable. We'll see. How? You got it? Yeah. Okay. How says one hundred thirty for how? Jared. I might be a little high as well. Three twenty? Two ten from trade-in. <laughs> Seventy-two dollars and thirteen cents. How was what was yours again? Oh, one thirty. How's the winner? One hundred eighty-three. One eighty-three. The pandas. Man, I'm getting embarrassed in my own game. Chinese <laughs> pandas. Hey, you just buy them. Yep. I just buy them. Actually, you've been you've clearly been paying too much for your shoes. <laughs> Number three. Our third shoe is the Nike Dunk Low Grateful Dead Yellow Bear. The Grateful Dead Yellow Bear. I mean, I'm a big fella. Closest without going over. <laughs> I need your Did you look it up? Did you Google it? <laughs> All right, how? Is that 2,000? Yeah, 2,000. How says 2,000? J-Mac. 450. 450. Trading 1,100 and coach 1,200. Closest without going over was J-Mac. Hey, oh. 1,025. Trading, you were really close. 1,025 on those. Big time. You're within 100, but you went over. Went over. All right, shoe number four. Maybe I'll be paying Shoe number four is the Nike Jordan. One high Dior. Ooh. That 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 last name just the changed Dior things a little bit. The Jordan One High Dior. 
I'm not going under this. Average resale value. How is wrapping up? TC's wrapping up. Coach has his. All right, how? $2,500. J-Mac? $1,400. $1,400. Trade in $8,000. And Coach? $4,200. Trade in takes this one. $10,004. I like that. I like that. Hold on a second. He was only doing do you, do you have these? I have the low top. You have the low top wow. version of this shoe. It's slightly, slightly less expensive. Yeah. Okay. Six or seven. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Kids today. All right. Uh, <laughs> shoe number five. I knew that one was going to be high. By the way, does, you, does everyone have a point at this point? Everyone's one all, I think, I mean, at this point. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. This is the Jordan 4A Ma Manier. Ma Manier. Like 420, 420-ish. Let me see what y'all write, so I can actually get a win. What do y'all write? So I, can get a win? I don't think it's that expensive, <laughs> though. Uh, All right. Might be right. What do you have, Hal? 350. 350. Right there. Jamie. 750. 380. I. I I am so confident that I'm about to get a win right now. Okay. He's about to get a win right now. He's got it. 472 is the correct answer without going over. Coach Pope with his second point. That is courtesy of the great Josh Martin, one of the great gospel teachers I've ever met. I kid you not. It's awesome. Bring it. Let's go. All right. Shoe number six. So I think I'm in the lead, guys. He is. He is up. He does the lead. Uh, It's the Air Max. 97, Sean Watherspoon. The Air Max 97, Sean Watherspoon. Who is Sean Watherspoon? He's an owner of a store in California. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I'm guessing there's only like four of these in the world. Okay. All right. Coach still writing. <laughs> Coach is taking his cues. All totally legal. Uh, how? 1300 $1,300. I like that guess. J-Mac, 1100 I like that guess less. Uh, Trade-in, $1,350. And Coach? This is courtesy of the Archibald Twins. <laughs> $1,100. This one's going to TC at $1,733. Ooh, TC, let's go. Closest without going over. So Coach Pope, two. TC, two. And then J-Mac and Hal, one apiece. All right. Right, shoe number seven. Taking this one. This is the Jordan One Off White Chicago. Ooh. Whoa! Oh, man, he's gonna be elated on there. The Jordan One Off White Chicago. How much? I'd pay like 5K, but I think it's worth more than that. I'm going back to the well, baby. I'm going back to the well. All right. <laughs> How? How says $3,000. J-Mac? $4,500. $4,500. We're going up and up and up. $5,000. TC gets another win at $7,106. Yes. 
So TC with three, Coach Pope with two, one apiece. We're going to go to our final shoe right now. This is our final shoe. You can either lock it down, TC. You can tie for the win. This is the SB Dunk Low Paris. And these are size 11s because the 11 and a halfs were not available. So these are the 11s of the SB Dunk Low Paris. Trade in three, Coach two, Jay Mack and Howell one apiece. <laughs> What a great. What'd you put? What'd you put? I don't know. I said 12,000. I said it's way more than that. 12? I heard 12. You might win it. That might be a little too high. Might be over. Okay. Oh, that's way too high. And just, just FYI, we have one more shoe if we need a tiebreaker. Right. If we need a tiebreaker. Okay? So. What do we have for the SB Dunk Low Paris How? Uh, 1,500. 1,500. 12,000. $12,000. What? $96,000. Uh, he, he's super confident. So, J-Mac, you had 12 grand? Yeah. What, what do you have here? 11 grand. Now, now, here's the thing. TC was closest but went way over. But these are still crazy expensive. $69,000 and, and five. So J Mac, that's technically a, a point for you. So it goes TC three, Coach two, J Mac two, and Hal one, and so TC wins it, I think. No, I thought we had another. We had to go with the last question. We got to go with the last one. Well, that was only if we needed a tiebreaker. Well, we're tied. Me and J Mac are tied. Okay. <laughs> we do one more. One more. We'll do one more. Okay. This is our last shoe. Is it a great one? I think it's a pretty. It's the Air Force One Tiffany. This is the Air Force One Tiffany. All right. How Dong, what do you have? Fifty, fifty, fifty-two hundred dollars. Nineteen hundred. Nineteen hundred dollars. I think I got it. It's crazy. TC eighteen hundred. I tell you that, baby. Let's go. What's my habit? J Mac. J Mac is the winner on this one. Two thousand two dollars. Let's go. Two thousand two dollars. Big time. Okay, we gotta do. We gotta do one more shoe. Okay, so what that ended up doing was creating a three-way tie with three, and so Emma. I only have two. Me and Howe are a team, though. No, that's right, too. <laughs> We're tied up, bro. Okay, this is the, the, the last shoe. We so promise the winner this. gets those Paris shoes, right? Doesn't the winner get the Paris shoes? Uh, we're going to need a ru ruling from Hema on that one. So what are, what are the scores actually at here? Traden, you had three. 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 Okay. Coach had two. Two. Uh, Jared had two as well. Three. What about this or last Jared one? You have three. three yeah. So it's, it's, it's Traden and Jared with three apiece. So let's just do one between the two of them for the I win. Like is that okay? Let's do it, yeah. Okay, just you two guys. <sighs> All right, this is the last shoe, just for the two of you to tie it. Break a tie. <laughs> that is awesome. That's an actual shoe? That's an actual shoe. Cactus Nike. plant shoe. This is called the Nike ah. Cactus Plant Flea Market. This is the Nike CPFM Cactus Plant Flea Market. Okay. 
And they call this the overgrown version, just for the uh, for the record. All right. All right, I'm gonna trust them. This I'm is for the win. J-Mac, what do you have? I got 500. You got 500? 400. And closest without going over, trade in Christensen oh, at 450. Nicely done, well done. All right, join us next Tuesday. We can't promise this same kind of entertainment. We can promise you one more Pope Show this season next Tuesday at 830 Eastern, 630 Mountain. We're with you on BYU TV and BYU Radio. When we come back, social media Q&A. Stay with us as BYU Basketball. Mark Pope continues after this. BYU Basketball with Mark Pope is brought to you by... Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. Intermountain Healthcare, official medical provider for BYU Athletics. Cascade Collision Repair, serious about perfection. And by Smith's, fresh for everyone. Because it's our second-to-last segment of our second-to-last show of the season. That was awesome. Social media Q&A question coming in for the three guys. You each get a run at this. Uh, better chicken sandwich, Chick-fil-A or Popeyes? How? Popeyes. Popeyes. J-Mac. Popeyes. Traden. I don't think I've ever had Popeyes. I'm going to go Chick-fil-A. Okay, there we go. Uh, and second question. It's just for Traden. Uh, what is your favorite pair of shoes that you own? Um, this is like kind of a shocker, but I'm going to go with the New Balance. That is, uh, that is a shock. Okay, we need to edit that out because we're a Nike school. So I can't Emma, heard that. Cut! <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's another question, but it goes for everybody, the audience. Uh, as we take another break, it's our trivia question presented by Cascade Collision Repair. Serious about perfection. Here is the question as we go to break. Uh, who holds the BYU career record for most consecutive 30-point games? Which player holds the BYU record for most consecutive games with at least 30 points? The answer coming up next. Stay with us. More BYU basketball with Mark Pope after this. BYU basketball Mark Holt. We barely have time for our trivia question and our answer. Here is our question and the answer right there. Devin Durant, brother of my broadcast partner Mark Durant, back in the day had six games. In fact, his low game was 33. He was between 33 and 38 in six straight. He was a scorer. Fantastic. Guys, Traden, J-Mac, Howe, thanks to all of you. Good luck against USF. Coach, look against USF. Have a fun senior night. Thank you, Thank you guys for being here. All right, folks, thanks for being here. Have a great night. Go Cougs.